Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast presented by Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. I am Evan, and with me, of course, is Mr. Chip Settle. What's going on, buddy? Buddy, we're doing the all-male show today. I know. The girls decided, <laughs> hey, let's go take a vacation uh, yeah. and leave the boys behind. I th- what Kaylee's down in Key West, right? Well, she's Key West. I got to grab a cord real quick, but yeah. She's then, Key West, uh, yeah. enjoying time with her significant other, and then Jordan is out uh, seeing her family in upstate was New York, I think. I think so. I, I think we spoke about uh, Kaylee's uh, vacation last week because remember we were telling her to stay away from the Russian strippers. So, ah, yes, the Key West, the lovely yeah. Key West. And not to go on the third level of that one place where it's the swingers bar. Yeah, you run into a bunch of people with not yeah. a lot of clothes and not a lot of moral, uh, you know, code. You, you got uh, old lady boobies hanging out and <laughs> old old dude wrinkly balls. Gross. <laughs> that is gross. That's Dis- awful. Yeah, disgusting. Hopefully, she avoids those areas. I'm sure she'll uh, avoid them. But <laughs> we wish both of them well, and we're uh, lucky we can take the all guys perspective today. That's true. Because we do have a perspective on things. Which is- I mean, this one, buddy, we got wrapped up. We got the deepest class of wide I receivers, I think, ever, personally. I agree with you. Because it's been a long time since, you know, you could go in the first couple of rounds and not have to grab, like, a star wide receiver. Like, this one, you can, like, wait. Like, if you don't grab one the first couple of rounds, that's okay. But, like, yeah. if there's so many to choose from, you can get them in the later rounds, which is... By all means, if you're, you know, if you have a good draft strategy coming up, it's like, okay, who, who, do, like, like as the title of episode two says, throw a dart and just pick a wide receiver because you've got so many to choose from. So, yeah, I think, uh, and the mocks that you and I have done together, um, with a couple other folks, it's always, it's interesting to see you only have, and we've discussed this last week, I think, there's only probably, three or four rounds of running backs. And if you don't get your two guys, then you're definitely guessing. So it's amazing to go through, you know, almost in the eighth and ninth and 10th rounds. And you're still getting guys that are number ones on depth charts. Currently, I'm sure a lot of that'll change going through training camp and the season. Um, But you're still getting guys that could potentially start for teams, which is, I mean, it's unheard of. I know you were giving me crap about the last mock draft we did because I remember when I said, "Don't, I'm not going to even consider drafting Will Fuller and like my team." Listen, I have a viable defense for that. Okay, you, you well, I heard you had family. I, I know you had was family giving, issues. Was giving my daughter a bath, I had to put yep. it on auto draft for a second. I did not know that, like the next best available was Will Fuller, and then all of a sudden, boom! I have Will Fuller on my team. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make me look like a dummy when I'm on the show next week. Because my well, hey, stupid just, auto draft pick. Hey, hey, I just want to laugh because I really do think, and I haven't dug really deep. Fuller, when he's on the field, is really productive. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you my my thought on this is that yes, he's suspended. You're going to miss him, but 
the wide receiver class is so deep in that first six to eight rounds. If you've already got, depending on, you know, depending upon if you're in a two wide receiver league, three wide receiver league, you've already got starters and you can, you know, give him a bench spot or take a long shot. He's a guy that can, you know, get you some, you know, nice weeks, uh, nice points coming in later in the season. So, well, uh, I think it also depends on him when he comes back. If, if Tua is, is, is really the guy that's going to throw him the ball, because remember he's coming from Houston where, you know, he's getting the rock from Deshaun Watson and now he's on Miami where you know, Deshaun Watson, it, like Tua and Deshaun Watson, you can't compare the two. Like there's two, no. they're, two they're two totally no. different quarterbacks where yes. Tua does not have the gun like Deshaun Watson has. Okay. Well, and he, he just don't, he does he can't throw the deep ball like Deshaun Watson. And that's why, you know, he's going to be out what, six weeks before he can come back. I think that's what the suspension was. I don't know if it can be reduced, but yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't think he appealed it, so I think it's the full six. So okay. when he comes back in week six, it, it kind of it's like where where's Miami going to be at in the standings? It, where's Tua going to be at in the season? Because to me, I'm still not sold on Tua. Like Tua to me still has so much so much growing pains to go through. No pun intended. Like yeah. he he still has that that rookie mentality. Now, of course he could come into this second full year. That's, this could be his first full year, right? Cause last year he kind of came in halfway through the season. He did. Yeah. Um, so this, this is a full, like his first full year as the quote unquote starter of that team. So, yeah, I mean, you never know. He could light it up, but I, I'm just not sold on, on him and that offense. They've got plenty of weapons. It's just, is it, is Tua going to be able to lead those guys to the promised land? Well, I think in any team, the quarterback is going to be your best, you know that's your best fantasy trigger. If you don't have a good quarterback, then your everybody goes down the totem pole. So right. we'll see what happens to Tua. They did enough this year, I think, to surround him. Got his buddy Jalen Waddle from uh, University of Alabama. Drafted some good offensive linemen. Obviously, those guys are rookies, though. They're going to have to get up to speed. So I mean, we'll see where the offense takes them. But I don't know. I think there'll be some potential. Will Fuller is definitely the option probably to look at right now could be different um, after training camp in the season, but that's the one you're certainly looking for. I know I'll be watching Jalen Waddle every week though, just to see how he picks up and how quick he moves. So speaking of, you know, Will Fuller, he's one of those guys that, you know, he is a new face on a new team. Yeah. So let's bring up our, our segments, new places, new faces. Hey, Hey. like it. So let's let's go down the line of of guys that have went from one team to another. Let's start with Corey Davis, one of the Corey Davis guy, guy that hasn't li- really lived up to his draft status. You know, he was one of those highly touted wide receivers came in the league. He's been hurt a few times, hasn't really produced like a lot of people thought he was. Was with the Titans. Now he's with the Jets. The Jets threw him a lot of money. He's could be the wide receiver one of the of the Jets. Yeah. Chip, how, how do you think he's going to do with – it's pretty much rebuilding time in New York. Brand-new quarterback in Zach Wilson, brand-new coach Robert Salah. So what, how do you think Corey Davis is going to be? I mean, is he going to maybe try and be that leader in the, in the, in the locker room? Is he going to be that number one guy for New York, or is he just going to be kind of lost in the winds of what – because New York's still kind of a mess right now. Well, I think he has the ability to be the number one. I mean, in Tennessee, they they run the ball about 70, 30, 60, 40. Um, I'll say we'll split it. We'll say 65, 35. So Derrick Henry makes the Tennessee Titans run where he came from. So expecting to be a great wide receiver in the Tennessee offense can happen if you're A.J. Brown, not if you're Corey Davis. So he had 984 for five touchdowns, which for a wide receiver, too, uh, is solid. I mean, almost a thousand yards, five touchdowns. I, I got no problem having a wide receiver two. Uh, prefer to have him as a wide receiver three, but that's that's a pretty good year. So going to the Jets, he does have the opportunity to be the number one. Um, do I think he would have almost a thousand yards and five touchdowns this year on a team that's completely revamping? Probably not. Um, but the great thing is about going to a team like this is that you don't know, um, the outcome, like no one can really know what Robert Sala is going to do, uh, offensively. He's probably going to be from the Shanahan tree and he's probably going to have 
a lot of running backs. He's going to have some short dumps and things like that. Uh, short dump offs, not short dumps. But, uh, you know, so we'll have to see. I, I know um, San Francisco had some pretty good wide receivers, obviously. So we'll have to see how he runs the offense. So I don't think he'll be as good or I don't think he'll have the stat line he did when he was with Tennessee. Um, but he'll have the chance to receive most of the targets, I think. Where do you see him uh, average draft position going into drafts this year? Later rounds, like six or seven? Uh, probably, I mean, me personally, I'm not taking him at six and seven. I think there's probably a lot more guys that I would take. I right. would probably have him, uh, anywhere <laughs> from eight to 10. Um, and like I said, this is a guy who's not going to be better, not be your wide receiver. One could be a wide receiver two with some upside, depending upon Zach Williams or Zach Wilson. Uh, but I'd probably put him as a, as a wide receiver three. I'm I I agree with you on the draft position. I just I'm so I'm so hesitant when it comes to drafting any New York Jet at all. Yeah, because of, of because of the whole brand new offensive scheme, the new coach, the new quarterback. I mean, you have to go into that. You can you can look at those guys as maybe late round fillers, or if you need somebody to pick up on you know week to week basis, you can say okay, Jets have a pretty decent matchup between whatever team, and you, I need a wide receiver. I can pick somebody up. That's why I look yeah. at it. I would like I wouldn't even go into the draft going, okay, I'm gonna go get Corey Davis or I'm gonna go get Zach Wilson as my backup. No, I wouldn't even I wouldn't have that mentality. If you did, then you're probably gonna lose your fantasy football this year. Well, I yeah. I think that. also the rookie back, Michael Carter, who they drafted from North Carolina, could be a guy in the later rounds, maybe you take a flyer on. Because right I now like they have uh P Ryan and then they also have uh Tevin Coleman. So Tevin Coleman's obviously came from San Francisco, was signed over there to help get everybody up to speed on the system. But Tevin Coleman probably doesn't have that much in the tank. I know he's number one on the depth chart right now. So you got to figure out um, Michael Carter could be a guy that could w- not potentially win you a league, but could be a mid midseason pickup that could get you some good points because the Jets drafted heavy on offensive line the past two years. Beckton last year, a guard uh, from USC this year. So definitely putting together a line and a good offensive line to protect Zach Wilson. Before we move on to the next wide receiver, uh, our good buddy James Ludeman is in the comments saying his fantasy football uh, draft or the guys he has on his team. Look look at these players so far. Okay. Mm-mm. Who is wow. he drafting with? Medcalf. Godwin and Devonta Smith and my wide receiver. Mahomes, court, Mahomes, Mahomes is his QB. Cook Dalvin and Cook, Travis yeah. Etienne, Hawkinson, Bills defense. Who is he drafting with? Wow. Well, I mean, if that's a ten-team league, yeah, that's. True. I can believe. I can believe that. But I mean, definitely from the surface, uh, looks like you did amazing, James. I know. I want to know what uh, draft pick he had. If he has, he's drafting all those guys. Uh, with Dalvin Cook, you probably got to figure he was in the top five. I would say top three, maybe. Maybe top three. Did you see how it draft the sleeper? Uh, when we did that mock draft yesterday, how they did their their first three picks. It was like mm-hmm. Jonathan. It was uh, it was Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and then it was uh, Nick Chubb with the first three picks. Did you notice that at all? I didn't look at it, but I also yeah. look at fantasy kind of as this is going to be your team, and you want to enjoy the guys that you're drafting, and so maybe guys. I I mean. I don't think I would draft – I'm probably not drafting Derrick Henry this year if I'm in the top five because they're changing offensive coordinators. They're going to throw the ball more to Julio Jones, and I don't think Derrick Henry's going to repeat what he did last year. Um, you know, that's just me. Um, if I end up taking him because he's – you know, the only guy available on the spot I have or whatever, then I will. But I just don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year. So, you know, it's to to whatever guys you want to follow every week and cheer for. And fantasy football is supposed to be fun. Everybody gets really competitive and you got to do some stupid punishments sometimes, which are could be embarrassing. So you don't want to lose, but you got to have fun too. I, I always have a ritual before draft season is I always watch the league over again <laughs> and then i i read matthew barry's book which is a phenomenal book by the way i forget the name it the is title of it. it's a great book um all right let's move on to our our second wide receiver new places new faces curtis samuel uh came from the carolina panthers over to the washington redskins um 
I'm you think I'm gonna let you dude take this one because I gotta tell you, I he had a decent I mean, when you say decent, Carolina had McCaffrey running the right. ball and then he was injured, so everything got kind of messed and up. T- had, Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback. Yeah, so uh, I think he had 77 receptions, 841 yards, and a handful of touchdowns, I think maybe three. So I can see him doing better than that, but I just don't know. Does Ryan Fitzpatrick have the you know, well, type of quarterback you want? Well, you know, Chip, we all know what Fitzy can do. I mean, Fitzy's at – he can give you a like, three-game stretch where he's like yep. just throwing touchdowns like it's no tomorrow, and then the next – four or five games he just stinks so looking at Curtis Samuel it's like he went from like one bad team to another bad although like Washington give them a couple more I mean they've got a great defense no yeah. doubt one of I the mean, top I I like Antonio Gibson too in the backfield I think they're I think they're going to be doing a lot of running on that team yeah and it, mostly because of of Ron Rivera as the coach and yep. we all know where he came from was Carolina so he's bringing a guy he's familiar with over to that offense, but it's I Curtis Samuel to me is it's almost like is one of those guys that hey I need to pick up on the waiver wire I'm going to do it I'm not going to draft him in my maybe in the late 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 rounds like after if I if I take a defense and if he's still there I'm just I don't I'm not sold on this offense because of the quarterback situation they have in Washington yeah Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. Yeah, but that could be for like four weeks, and then you're bringing in uh, Heineke. It's I, yeah, you know, it's not sexy to me. I you're gonna see more running out of Washington than you are throwing. Well, yeah, and I agree with that. So Curtis Samuel's probably going in the shoot. I mean, some people have him in their top forty. No. Corey Davis is right outside, but you're staying with. You're staying away from him the whole draft. I'm staying away from him the whole. You're draft. not going to take him out. I'm, I'm I'm staying away from him. Huh. Like it, if it's if it's me or maybe. I, what about if, Jamison Crowder or Curtis Samuel? I go Crowder before Samuel. Because because oh, Crowder Crowder has those flashes of of greatness and goodness. I would rather take Crowder over Samuel with a rookie quarterback and then a quarterback like Fitzpatrick. That's interesting. That's very interesting. You know me. how we used to do a flip of the coin game on the old show that we used to do? Oh, for me, this is not a flip of the coin. This is oh. Curtis Samuel all day, every day. Okay. This and because okay. not to not to mention, I mean, you have Terry McLaurin, who also is going to be the one deep thread who's going to be covered a lot, and that's why Ron Rivera, I think, brought him over to have another two that'll be underneath, and somebody can get the he can get the ball to. So. A lot of places, some of the the places I've looked at have him as like a wide receiver out of the top 50, have him like in 37. Have him right below Will Fuller. Another and guy. Two, two spots under Antonio Brown. See, okay, I'm glad that you brought that name up because when we go into the other segments later, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up that. You circle back around to that. We're going to okay. circle back to Antonio Brown. Okay. Okay. So All you're right. out though. You're out. I'm, though on, on, uh, I'm out on, I'm out on here. Curtis I'm, Samuel. Out on Samuel. I'm, I'm out on Curtis Samuel. I'm wow. Out. Yeah. Okay. I'm out. All right. All right. All right. All right. Marvin Jones. We all, you know, Marvin Jones is, he's been in the league for a very long time. Yeah. He has those games where he just comes out of nowhere, where he scores like three or four touchdowns. Of course, he was on the Lions, and Matthew Stafford was throwing to him. Now he's no, he's no longer on the Lions. He's he got it. He got out of one bad situation, and is now into a possibly other bad situation. He's now in the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, <clears throat> new coach, brand new rookie quarterback, and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know. Chip, I want your your take on on Martin. Now, of course, he's going to bring a veteran presence to that that offense into that locker room. Yeah, um, you know, he gives Trevor Lawrence a big target to throw to. Yeah. The question is, is going is he going to be able to to rack up the yards and the touchdowns that we want that we've seen him done in the past before on this new team? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who was the Detroit wide receiver one, nine touchdowns, almost a thousand yards. Uh, Great for fantasy owners. I mean, you never draft him to be your one, but ended up being a a strong one. So I think Jacksonville is probably the most confusing place right now to be if you're a fantasy person 
due to the fact that you have Chark, uh, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones. You also had rumors come out today that a previous first-round draft pick from the uh, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, Laquan Treadwell, out of nowhere, who had come off the uh, Falcons team from last year and was ori- originally drafted by the Vikings, uh, but he's uh, making a name for himself in Jacksonville camp Make right now. Make it a whip on South Carolina. Face it fast, don't I? So... I mean, you know that <laughs> Urban Meyer is going to throw the football and you're going to have probably QB options. You're going to have a college take on it. Uh, so, I mean, one of these Jacksonville receivers, my pick is LaVisca Chenault to be the one that kind of comes out of nowhere. I'm kind of fading DJ Chark a little bit. I know he just had surgery on his finger. They said he's going to be fine, but um, I still don't see – him making any noise uh so marvin jones i'm okay with you taking him in the later rounds like eight to ten i mean eight's a little high probably 10th round uh if you're doing a 12 team draft so that's kind of my area for him and i I agree with you on that because it to me if he's there and if it's like best available i'll take him you know what i mean because we know how how good of a player he is so if he's like if I'm if I'm in the later rounds and <clears throat> I need some some depth in my wide receiver chart and he if he's there the best available I'll scoop him up but I'm not going to do anything before the tenth round I won't yeah I think <clears throat> anything kind of before that you're going to be looking at at targets and you knew on the Lions he he got a ton of targets he was definitely right. getting a lot of opportunities so I don't know if there's going to be no one knows how Urban Meyer's really going <laughs> to run his offense because. We're going to throw it all the Tebow. We're throwing it all the Tebow. Tebow in the red zone. That's all we're doing. We're throwing it all the Tebow. Jacksonville, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. The only player on Jacksonville I would get really excited about taking is ETN. We all know that he's going to be used a lot. Um, James Robinson's kind of a mixed bag for me as well. You don't know. He might be the goal line back, which could be well, you know, could be good later. Um, but you don't really know. So Jacksonville is kind of a scary place when you're drafting fantasy players right now because you you don't know what Urban Meyer and that team is going to do offensively yet. So All right. a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. Very, lots of cooks in the kitchen. Our last guy, your boy, who you're familiar with, Julio, Julio Jones. Oh. Falcon superstar is now oh. with the Tennessee Titans. He will be lining up across – from Mr. AJ Brown, yep. Chip, do, do you see, do you see Julio kind of bouncing? Because last year he was hurt a lot, didn't really have a great season. Do you see him in? A, I mean, this is an entirely different, you know, system. Brent, you know, he's going to be th- being thrown to by Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, who's no Matt Ryan. Yep. So, so in this new system, do you, do you see Julio having a bounce back year? And is this going to take away a lot, or is this going to help AJ Brown this season in fantasy? having Julio Jones there. I mean, I think it definitely helps A.J. Brown. I think that the targets vacated are Corey Davis numbers. So if you look right. at Corey Davis, 65, 984, and 5. I mean, I would call that I would call that maybe par. Uh, I'd love – Julio was hurt last year and, and for the first time didn't play some games and, and kind of had some issues. So um, – We'll see what the story is, but I think that's a pretty decent stat line. I would say 900 yards, five touchdowns. It It's crazy now with, with Wentz out till whenever. Like Tennessee has a chance just to run away probably with that division now because Wentz is – I mean, well, I mean, okay, let, let's yeah, – let me, let me dial it back. Let me, dial, let, me, let, me, let me dial it back a little bit because we don't know the whole quarterback situation in Indy because is are they going to roll with Eason? Are they going to roll with somebody else? But – I mean, Tennessee's in prime position if you know to take the division because you know they have pretty much a lot of people back, and now they have a new I weapon, think, Julio Jones. Yeah, I think that. Well, one Indy's already come out and says an organization they're going to roll with Eason. I think, but yeah. that's time is time Uncle, is definitely going to tell Uncle uh, Phil. They, yeah, if they Can't get well, if they get if they see one game, which training camp and everything, the first preseason games all start this week coming up, so. We'll see starting Thursday, everybody will be in their first week of preseason game. So um, I think the Colts will real quick figure out, um, you know, what they have in Eason. 
he missed last year, obviously didn't get to take any snaps due to COVID and, you know, preseason, all that getting wiped. So we'll see what the story is, but yeah, Phil, I like that call. Yeah. I mean, he's waiting. Yeah. He's waiting right now. He's like, look, I'm, I'm tired of, of, of being around all these damn kids. Like, call me. I want to get back on the field. <laughs> the only thing that kills I mean, me I, about them, too, is Quinn Nelson, too. I, Same stupid injury. What do they got? What kind I know. of – they putting sand in the in the AstroTurf there? What story? It seems – it might have been the same divot you you walked on and oh. hurt yourself. Probably. Oh, don't even talk about that. My ankle still hurts. <laughs> it's awful. All right. Let's, let's move on to crowded – wide receiver cores there's lots of teams that have so much depth a lot of superstars on them how it's going to affect fantasy numbers this year who's going to get the ball more than other wide receivers uh this year chip let's start with the the dallas cowboys uh dak prescott is back per se he's healed from his injury he's he's but he's now he's got a shoulder injury now um you know mari cooper cd lamb and michael gallup Three big targets for for Dak to throw to this year if he's on the field again this year. So I'll give you the ranks of, of Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. Cooper finished 19th, Lamb finished 20th, and Michael Gallup finished 36th. Improvement on those this year if Dak is going to be under set. I mean, I think we look at before Prescott was injured, a lot of the targets were going to C.D. Lamb, and I just think that C.D. Lamb finished his year – Sorry, there's a big storm a, over that's here. That's a big thunderstorm coming. That was a big. Right that was a very large. Uh, <laughs> Even the thunderstorm. Up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think uh, well, CD Lamb I think has the most potential um, for breakout. And I think when you look at uh, Dallas's offense before Prescott's you know injury, they were on pace to shatter a lot of uh, a lot of NFL records passing wise. So I think CD Lamb probably jumps Cooper. Um and and takes the the next step up, Michael Gallup. I mean, I, I don't know why. I mean, I understand why you want three wide receivers. Um, there are a lot of teams right now, like the New Orleans Saints or like the, uh, you know, maybe the Green Bay Packers or I mean, you could probably trade Gallup and get something back, uh, in return. I don't know why, but I would roll with, um, you know, I would take C.D. Lamb first. Cooper and then Gallup. With uh, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned New Orleans because what's going on with Michael Thomas and that whole oh whole situation? That's an implosion do. of mass proportions down there. After my, after the press conferences with Jameis this past week and him saying condom and <laughs> him getting beat up by tackling dummies, now the whole Michael <laughs> Thomas situation. Like man, that that's just a. I got to think. Oof. I got to think if you're Drew Brees, you find yourself probably going. Man, I left wow. too early. Man, I left. Yeah, like way maybe. Too this, this, I left this, way this. too early for this. Oh, my God. Or, or I left just in time. Jeez. Or, yeah, I mean, maybe. And if I'm Drew Brees, I'm calling Sean Payton going, look, is everybody is, okay over there? Can I come back? Like, yeah. Do you guys? Going on? <laughs> just, Sean, just wink once if you need me to come back. and I'll come back. Dude. Look. Just, uh, yeah, it does not look good down in New Orleans. I mean, Traquan Smith, Adam, Adam Troutman is uh, being talked about, and that's where the targets are going to go. So I think, Kamar, dude, Alvin Adam, Kamara just going to be a – may touch, as well – Touch just machine. Tie, touch yeah, machine. dude, just tie Gatorade to his helmet and just let him swish his head to get Gatorade in his mouth because he's going to be he's going to be busy this year. All right, our next team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about Big Ben coming back, slimming down. He's he's lighter. Yep. He's looking pretty good. You know, it's it's it, this could be his last year in the Steelers uniform. His yep. wide receiving core did pretty decent last year with the quarterback carousel that they had last year uh, between uh, Duck Hodges and Mason yep. Rudolph. Uh, yep. Chase Chase Claypool came out of 
nowhere emerged as yeah. a superstar last year in fantasy football. Finished 14th with an average of 9.6 points. Of course, Juju and ranked 16th, and then Deontay Johnson, which I love. I love Deontay Johnson. Give me some Deontay Johnson all day. I think this guy is probably primed for a fantasy breakout year. Finished 26th last year, and I think he's going to be a fantasy star on the rise. What do you think, Chip? Buddy, I like – like I said, I like Johnson as well. I think that uh, – Claypool, it's going to be interesting to see how everybody meshes together. Um, Big Ben, like we said, was injured, didn't get a chance to, to, you know, spend a lot of time and rapport with these guys. Uh, He knows, obviously, Juju. He knows Johnson. So uh, I think Claypool, I don't think he's going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, dude, it's it's, (laughs) – And your homes, that's like a great sound effect too, like – the thunder every time we mention a wide receiving core that's so crowded, thunder strikes. I wish we would have had that when we did the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning, play. that's what I was getting. Like every time we talk I'm about the Lightning, my phone is my phone is going nuts with special weather statements. So wow, like halfway yeah. looking at that, trying to make sure tornado is not going to bust in the window. I'm surprised you haven't gotten like the alert that that loud ringing noise. Oh yeah, phone. well I turned off the TV and everything else, so yeah, don't cover my phone, but uh. Yeah, I think uh, Johnson, Deontay Johnson would be the guy personally that I'm going to target. Sounds like you're going to target him as well. I don't Damn. see uh, Juju is kind of like crying over spilled milk. I don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, Claypool, though, and, and Johnson, I think you're you're going to do okay on both those guys. Claypool had a lot of uh, good looks last year deep, and uh, I think that uh, he's going to continue to get better as a wide receiver. So I like either of those, and I just see – um, Juju kind of on the way out. Like they've like the, the thing with the Steelers is it's it hinges on how Big Ben does. Like if, if he's going to come back, if he's at least let's say ninety percent back to full health. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you want him to be a hundred percent. I mean, they they drafted a a stud of a, of running back in, in Najee Harris, which I honestly th- him I like him a lot. I, I think a lot of touches going to be going towards him because you, you take a little bit of pressure off for Big Ben. So, well, yeah, I think that's why Pittsburgh went out and drafted him because they kind of got they got caught as a one a one trick pony last year right. and couldn't really run the ball. So the organization went out and made a change and spent that first round pick on Harris to establish a run. So I agree with you, Bushman. I think they're definitely going to run more this year, but mm-hmm. I think that also opens up that play action, the deeper looks downfield. So um, yeah, out of those two, I like uh, Johnson how, and uh, Claypool. How would you, how would you rank them? Because I'm going to rank Johnson, Claypool, and Juju. That's how I'm going to go to the rankings. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I do. Just because Big Ben has a little bit more rapport with Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Claypool's got a little bit more separation and a little bit, obviously, a little bit um, you know, younger, a little more uh, you know, spark in his step maybe than Juju. Well, Juju's worried about Instagram photos. and He's stuff. got a – yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a lot of uh, things to take care of, so yeah. – Eh, sorry. All right, so we talked about the Jags earlier. Um, let's go into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a prefla of targets what? for. Did you say prefla? Prefla. 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 Sorry. Prefla. Sorry. Of targets that uh, Tom. I don't Brady, think we're saying that right, but I'm just gonna laugh. Yeah. yeah, let, let, let's, yeah. Pref, yeah let's roll. Whatever. Let's, we're not. We're not that type <laughs> of show. We're not a authority. Yo. Let's roll with it. Uh, he, Tom Brady has so many targets to throw to. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tonio Brown, Scotty Scooter Miller, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden, who they drafted this year in this draft, which I, I guess is he's impressing everybody in camp. Bruce Arians has nothing but good things to say about him, who's been taking snaps with Tom Brady. Uh, and then, of course, you got your tight ends too. But wide receiving core, this is like the most crowded wide receiving core, I think, in the league, which is a good thing to have. But, you know, Mike Evans ranked eighth. Uh, overall last year uh chris godwin was hurt a little bit of the season he ranked 30th ab came in halfway through the season ranked 66 and then scooter in 68th do you see a drop in touches or do you see who's gonna get who's gonna eat more out of everybody on that team chip i mean if you're gonna say get who's gonna get the most targets i think Judging from last year's numbers till now, the biggest improvement probably going to be Antonio Brown. 
Um, taking my notes, man. You take, <laughs> well, taking my notes. He's a guy. He's a guy that, like you said, you know, had only really played, you know, halfway through the season and had some impact games, but. Um, you know, this team was still figuring itself out last year and really didn't get a handle on everything uh, till later in the year. So um, this offense is scary just due to the fact that they really now are just starting to get to, you know, pass through the first year of growing pains, not having a full offseason. And now, I mean, they're really going to be hitting on all cylinders. So um, Mike Evans obviously can – tends to do a lot of work around the goal line. They put Godwin in the – sometimes put him in the slot, which is crazy. He's mm-hmm. a monster. Uh, so you'll see A.B. most of the time in the slot as well. So, um, yeah, those guys – the pecking order there I think stays the same, although I hate – I love Scotty Miller. I wish I so I more Scotty Miller. Was He's one here. of the fastest guy in the league. Exactly. Uh, let, let me ask you, Chip, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Bucks fan. No, I mean, how could you tell? Um, <laughs> do you do you see any kind? Do you see? Would you would you go into your draft knowing that there's so many mouths to feed on that team? Would you be apprehensive at all drafting one of these guys way too high because Tom? Because we all know Tom Brady likes to throw the ball around, and then there's some weeks where he likes to favor one guy. Would you be a little bit skittish drafting Mike Evans a little bit higher than what you usually do? Or would you draft them in the same like higher rounds that, that you normally would? I mean, I'm still taking them in the higher rounds. Some of those guys, I mean, him and Godwin are both pretty safe. And I mean, you can, I think you could probably interchange them almost. I mean, their numbers, like you said, Godwin was hurt a little bit. So that takes away from what he was doing. But those guys are both probably top easy. I wouldn't say easy top 15 for both, but. Evans is probably right around a wide receiver 10 to 12. Godwin a drop below that, maybe 13 to 15, but both have a ton of upside because you'll right. get those games where Tom Brady locks into one of them and maybe you'll see the explosion games of, you know, 150, 200 yards, two touchdowns, which in fantasy, those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And plus you can look at, you know, he's got his boy Gronk, which I think, honestly, when we, if we when we go into tight ends, like Gronk could, could come back and be one of the type, top tight ends in the league because you saw the rapport that they still have together, even in the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, we, we all knew last year Gronk was kind of brought in to be a blocking tight end, but then they switched it up, and Gronk was more of a focal point in the latter half of the season. I, I, would, I would predict this Gronk could be – you could jump Gronk up in the top five, maybe top ten of, of tight ends this year ending up for, for tight end. So if, if you're in a draft and, you know, don't sleep on Gronk, man. Even though he's on a new team, he's still going to be Gronk. Uh, if that happens, I will eat my shoe. Okay, then you heard it here first. He has to be top five, though. Top five? Okay. No, top five. Which okay. he I say be. top ten, not top five. But top ten. Yeah. Um, I just don't, for some unknown reason, the formula was not Gronk. He had the most touchdowns in the Super Bowl more than he had all year. Uh, and I think he only had three touchdowns and he had two in the Super Bowl. Right. So I think he had one touchdown during the regular season, maybe. Um, so I don't see that happening. If it does, though, I'll be shocked. Well, that's, let's shock the world then, buddy. I'll be shocked. Let's shock the world. Gronk, you heard, him. you heard him. You can shock him. I'm shock ready him. for it. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to bus or breakouts. For this season, bust. Hey, I wanted to say one thing on tight ends. Tampa yes. should trade one of those guys. I I I, I, agree I don't care. I know your cap room is going to be a little bit tight, but you got to fit. You got to find a way to do that. And you know what? I'm a liar. Gronk had seven touchdowns. Okay. Don't listen to me. I'm a liar. Hey. I was okay. trying to remember how many he actually had, and that was too tough. I could only take a Super Bowl performance. So I I think they should trade Brait. Although Brait's Brait, but he Howard. makes the most money. He makes the most money. Okay, one of those guys, I think. So we're going to what do you think? Bus, bus. Look, you want to do bus first or breakouts? Either or. You can do bust. We'll do bust first. And I kind of do bust. Okay. I mean, bust is such a tough. That's a that's a tough word. So bust is like, what's your definition of bust? Well, uh, bust would be 
superstar, well, mid to mid superstar or superstar stature numbers, I wouldn't say plummet, but go down. Okay, good. So, so I, I've I, wouldn't say, mentioned... I, I wouldn't say like a total like down the crapper. I would just say numbers are down. You get fr- it's almost like a David Johnson situation where you just want to pull your hair out because hey, I wasted a pick on this guy, and now he's just tormenting me every single week because some weeks he's great and then some some weeks he's just straight up dog dog poopy. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. About. And I mean, I said this in an episode last week, and I'm still I'm going to stick to my guns on this. I think Adam Thielen is probably I'm not calling him a bust. I am calling him a guy that moves outside, probably wide receiver, like 20 range, like 22, 23, maybe overall, because this is a guy who's on an offense that's it's predicated on the run. They have a different coordinator. Irv Smith Jr., since Kyle Rudolph is gone, is going to make a play to get some of these. And we saw uh, the emergence of Justin Jefferson last year, broke all the rookie records, and is really going to come into his own, I think, this year with Cousins. So, uh, you know, I think that not a bust, just moving, just regressing back. He was on a tear. Um, I think he had nine or ten red zone touchdowns last year, which is just in – something like 15 throws or 16 throws, which is ridiculous. So um, I just don't see that happening again. Uh, and I just see him kind of moving moving down the board. But what a season for him last year. Unbelievable season. So um, he's kind of a guy. And, and looking at it, his stats, <laughs> he had receiving touchdowns. He had 14. He had 925 yards. So 14 touchdowns. I don't think he does anything near. I think he might still be double digits, maybe one under. So maybe 14 to nine, maybe 14 to 10 tops. So 28 points and then, you know, obviously a little bit less on the uh, everything else, receptions, yards, et cetera. See, that was a guy I was going to say and then you take my, take my words, but. Yeah, but I already said him last time. I know. I know. Uh, I'm going to say Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Kenny Galladay is big wider. He was really brought out to be the Megatron part two when, when Detroit drafted him. And, you know, he's, he's had he's had a couple of good seasons. He's been hurt a couple of times where he's been out multiple games. But now he's on the New York football giants, which I don't know what's going on over there where they're just beating up each other. Daniel Jones is on the bottom of, of, of brawls and piles and they just can't get it together. I, I just, with what that system is and what is, I don't, Joe judge can't coach worth a damn. Try getting drafting Kenny Galladay, drafting anybody, but Saquon would be a huge mistake. And even drafting Saquon is kind of a question mark too, because he's coming back from yeah. an injury. I mean, now they're saying he's a hundred percent to go for week one. They're not going to let him play week one. Right, they're not, they're not going to. They're saying, they're saying week three is probably when you're going to see him unless, you know, you see something. I'll give I'll uh, give him week two. I'll give okay. him week two. But I, I've, I've drafted Galladay in the past. I've had him there, and he's been a great wide receiver, too, for my team. But going into this, you know, you all know what it is in New York. It's just – it's that's what I give New York. I, w- I would just avoid – everything from new york except for saquon but that's even i'm kind of iffy on saquon and you're here first i i would if i if saquon was my best available i would pass over saquon yes i said that i think either i think there's i mean kenny galladay that's not really a bust i mean i don't really coming off where he came from going to the giants that's his loss if i was going to take a look at one other guy I think that could bust that probably everyone is not talking about right now. I think you either look at a – I know just because of sheer volume, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is a guy who is going to get a lot of looks. But, dude, Mooney is going to – I think he's really coming into his – is going to be coming into his own. I just can't – Andy Dalton had several wide receivers with the Cowboys and really couldn't, he got injured, couldn't really get it together with those guys. And then I look at the talent for the Bears 
And I'm like, oh, God, if you can't make it work there, then how can you make it work over here? So, but Allen Robinson's a staple uh, in fantasy, uh, you know, as far as targets are concerned. So I'm a guy, I'm worried about him. I'm also worried about Terry McLaurin. Okay. I know everybody's coming out saying, hey, oh, man, he's going to break out. This is his year. We already said in the broadcast, and I agree with you, Fitzpatrick's got three or four games, and that's what you see, which if you draft Terry McLaurin, he is getting drafted at like 10, wide receiver 10 or 11. So you're drafting him that high, and you've got a quarterback that only plays, you know, three or four games or has an off year. That's too rich, that's too rich for my blood. So those are two higher guys I think that necessarily aren't going to be bust, but I think – so much is is predicated around the quarterback position. Those are two risky guys who I like their potential, but I they they got high ceilings, but the floors could drop out of drop out of the woods, dude. Mooney's one of my uh, sleepers. Mooney year. is Mooney is uh, somebody that I would definitely look at as a sleeper going to the moon, maybe mm-hmm. just based on the. I think a lot of that, like we said, everything is based around quarterback play, so you have to see what you get there. Do you would you be more trusting in Allen Robinson if Justin Fields was named the starter? See, that's one of those things where you're going from rookie to almost guy who's retired. So there's right. not really any middle ground. Um I think just I think I think Fields arm can agree with Allen Robinson <laughs> a lot more. And uh also you know, he gets out of the pocket and, you know, Alan Robinson will be a guy that'll make those, you know, he'll break off a route or move or he'll go to get open because he knows that the ball will be there. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I could see that. I mean, maybe, but the bears are just, they're in a lot of heat right now. They're, they're going to, they're going to be a lot of eyes on them. So, um, uh, I think we'll see fields early, but we'll see. Okay. I got you. Bears are shaky. I like Mooney, but I mean that's still kind of a shaky, uh, shaky place to be. Definitely. Um, should we combine our breakouts, like call them breakouts slash sleepers? Breakouts and sleepers, sure. Yeah. Okay. Sleepers. I'm going deep. Sleeper. Okay. I'm going way deep. Okay. So Detroit, Bevel is the coordinator for them. Dan Johnson. Is the coach, right? Is that his name, Dan Johnson? Um, Motor City Dan, yeah. Yeah, Motor City Dan. So Bevel always runs an offense typically where they're going to have three wide receiver sets on the field. Dan Campbell, by the way. Sorry about that. Thank you, Dan Campbell. Now, we know there are some guys there that they will throw the football around. They can get Mm -hmm. that thing chucking. So I think, dude, Perryman, deep, deep sleeper. Okay. Deep, deep. I'm going way deep sleeper with him. That's like There's, under the covers, underneath the bed, deep. Yeah, yeah that's way like, deep. Hawkinson's like, going to have a great year. Now I know he's a tight end, but there are always some targets, always to be found there. And that number one wide receiver could be Perriman. Okay. And they're usually on the field. I think they run personnel. Only the tight end is on the field 78 percent of the time. Wide receiver one, usually 75% of the time. So, Hawkinson fans, get ready. Here's your party. Okay. I have Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's Um, a sleeper? He's a sleeper. He's a sleeper. Come on. I say say this because new offensive coordinator. You got Joe Lombardi who came over from the Saints. Yeah. They're putting Williams in that X slot or that X position that Michael Thomas was. Yeah. Herbert's the man right now in Los Angeles. Well, it's, okay. He had a definitely of, he had a great season, no doubt about rookie it. Rookie of the was rookie of the year season. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mike Williams is that breakout guy that we're gonna see this year. I mean, we all we all have Keenan Allen in our, our top rounds, but Mike yeah. Williams is is that guy you should look out for. And I got one more, which we'll circle back right now from when we were talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, I think, could be a fringe wide receiver one at oh, the end God, of the, at so the end of the season. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, it's good. That's a hot take for me. Antonio Brown will be a fringe wide receiver one at the end of the season because now he has a full season with Tom Brady in that that offense. 
Wide receiver one, Antonio Brown. He's wow. back. His crazy ass is back as a wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, so, that, and that's, yeah. <laughs> well, we all know C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, both guys coming off uh, year one. Uh, Ayuk was injured. Uh, C.D. Lamb had, you know, quarterbacks galore. Did okay. Finished, I think, Lamb finished like 950 and five touchdowns. Uh, was on a much better pace with Prescott. So he's going to be a breakout guy. I also think Ayuk is going to be somebody who goes bonkers. Uh, Debo Samuel's been hurt, hadn't been getting a lot of reps. Um, so I think that he'll overtake um, uh, Debo Samuel. So I like Ayuk and Lamb. And I also, I mean, going a little bit more sleeper, uh, I think that Robbie Anderson in Carolina has uh, previous history with Sam Darnold as a Jet, uh, already has chemistry there, already knows him. And those targets vacated by Curtis Samuels, like we said, 77 receptions, 841. I think he can definitely do more than three touchdowns. Uh, Those will be a lot of... Uh, targets to take up. So um, those will be sleepers and the two breakout guys, Ayuk and Lamb. Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk uh, will have a huge uh, season, depending upon if Trey Lance gets the ball early, which it's talking, it's it's around the campfire there in San Francisco, sounding like Trey Lance might get the rock early. And I Jimmy, think if you're Jimmy G's going to Indianapolis or Houston. Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know what? I got to tell you, <laughs> I don't hate that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm Indy, well, I'm unfortunately, Indy kind of, kind of spent their picks and, and they've kind of thrown some hazard, but, but Houston, I mean, if you're looking for I looking mean, for you're, love in all the wrong places in Houston, <laughs> I you would have to see what the price is and what everything looks like. But I could see that. Mm-hmm. I would not get upset if that if that happened. I'm trying to think, and I was just looking over some rankings. Where in the world do you even put? Yeah, Garoppolo. He's just not. He's like a QB 34. I I would have Jimmy G ranked slightly above Jameis Winston. And that's low. Because Jimmy G hasn't played he hasn't has he played a full season? No. Yeah. He always he always in gets his hurt. Career, he's never made it out of September without an yeah. injury. He's been he injured just, every September. <laughs> that that's why you, when you when you talk about Ayuk and Debo Samuel it's like well it's Who's throwing to him? That's why. Well, and that's why I said after that, Trey Lance. You know, if you're if you're going to be early, which I honestly think, uh, you know, and like I just said, that's Jimmy Jimmy G has been injured every September, so that's the first month of the NFL year. Like a a gust of wind goes by and just blows Jimmy G over. That's so. I mean, if that if that's the case, and we get Trey Lance time. That I think that'll be the deal. So we'll have to see, but um, it'll be interesting. Like we said, this is probably the deepest wide receiver pool I've ever looked at and seen. I think one of the more confusing spots to some people, uh, Seattle, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Lockett. Uh, um, you know, those guys, I think they're both going to do really well. Everybody's going to take Metcalf probably before Lockett. People are taking Metcalf as high as five, uh, probably as low as eight to ten. So you're going to get value. Lockett, um, man, he's, a, he had a, he's in the mid mid round, mid to mid to late, not late late, but like mid rounds. Like, well, yeah, but if you're getting in that late, he's a guy that's like a wide receiver, like fifteen to twenty. I mean, he, like, he ranked he ranked eleventh last year. Yeah, I so, mean. I mean He's a guy who went out last year and just looking at his numbers, dude, 1,054 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. So, I mean, if he's dropping like a rock in your draft, 
Go get him, dude. He's would, a guy you can take. He's Lockett. I love Lockett because he's not one of the guys that a lot of people covet. He's not the flashy guy like yeah. DK has exploded to be. That why that's why that, that's why Lockett really falls underneath the radar of a lot of people that draft and need wide receivers. They think yeah. eh, Lockett's one of those fringe wide receiver three guys. He's not. He really's not. No. He's, he's he's sneakily good. Yes. And when I mean you've got to you got to remember. They're going to be putting so many guys on DK. Lockett's going to be, and Lockett's fast too. Lockett's going to get in the end zone. He's got. And I they think just he's paid Lockett as exactly. well. Exactly. So. I I would definitely have Lockett in the upper mids, like yeah. the draft. That's if what you I would see. Have yeah, if you see him, and I mean, if he starts to drop, and like we said, eleventh. You, I'm, I think I'm he was eleventh last year, and there. I mean, he's probably good for. I bet top 15, 11 to fifteen, probably maybe somewhere in that range. So if you see him. Scoop them. 18 to 24, somewhere in that range, you're getting a deal. So grab yeah. grab him there. Getting a deal and a steal. I mean, both. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot. We covered – what do you think? And I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, wide receiver one, I mean, undoubtedly, Devontae Adams, yes? Yes. Okay. And Number then Tariq Kill. And then I think after that – who do you like better this year? Do you like Stefan Diggs or do you like Calvin Ridley? I like Diggs more you than like Ridley. Diggs I more? like Diggs. Yeah, I do. It, Why? It, well, they signed Emmanuel Sanders, which is good. Yeah. Because they they have the rapport with him and Josh Allen. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming last year. Diggs is so talented. Like, I have yeah. Diggs in my top three wide receivers. Like, I'm all. Yeah. I'm picking him in the first for late for if I'm in the the back end of a draft. Yeah. I'll pick Diggsy up and then come around and get my other wide receiver in the first round. I I like Diggs. I I would rank him Adams. Man, I chip I'm afraid to say this. I'm I'm saying maybe Diggs over Hill in some well, some, some I think now I kind of agree with you and I think the only reason why and this is just as a whole for Kansas City uh, I think they take a step back offensively because they have so many rookies. Right. I think they have four starting rookies on their offensive line. So they're going to all – every. it's going to take – they're going to gel. I think they're right. going to be fine. They're not going to lose nine games. But I just think that they're going to have to get – you know, those guys are going to have to gel together and uh, Mahomes will have to get them going a little bit quicker. So Where would uh, you rank D-Hop, though? Where do I have D? If I was D, I mean, I'm still. Uh, see, AJ Green, they say, is looking good in camp. And then you got Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. It's yeah. going to be. So, I mean, D Hop's still going to get fed targets. I mean, he's top. If if you, if you I have to look at it, mine are go. I'd go Adams Hill, Diggs Ridley, and then I'd probably go Jefferson, then Hopkins, then Medcalf. That's See, I would, go, what I, I would feed with me. I'd flip Hill and Diggs, and they keep the rest. That's what I would do. Okay, so I like that. Yeah, those we should, would be we my should guys. post that on. We should post that up on Twitter. Hey, Twitter tastic. Yeah, my top five. I think he slips a little, just because you know. I think they're saying AJ Green looks great, and if he's a guy, he was injured. Didn't do really anything last year, just kind of rested, and he's going to be able to get – he'll get open, and, and they'll play him opposite side. Kirk will probably see most of the slot action, so he'll find a way to get open. And Kyler, as we know, he's one of the quarterbacks that I'm targeting early, uh, right after Josh Allen. I mean, everybody knows Mahomes goes first, and then usually Allen. Uh, and then I've seen in drafts I've done – not going to go too far too far down the road on quarterbacks. I've seen people taking Kyler over Lamar. So, but yeah, that ought to be interesting to see what the story is. And some people are taking Kyler over Allen, which I had Allen last year and I lost the championship by two points, which still makes me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see an argument for taking – Kyler, just because the wide receivers we just named, you have three fairly – got a second-year guy in Kirk, 
Or is it well, with third? him, it also depends on his offensive line if he's going to be running around all over the place too. Well, yeah, and I think they got better in that area as well. Right. So, um, but yeah, wide receivers, folks, everybody, if you can, dude, wait, go out there. Depending upon where you're drafting, always do one thing: check who's drafting in front of you, and if you see seven running backs go off the board first. You can get Devontae Adams, depending upon how your points are scored in your league, if your PPR, half-point PPR, Devontae Adams is probably going to score more than that or close to those running backs coming up next, those 8 to 12. They'll probably be even with those guys. So check your league scoring. Make sure you look at that before you go to your draft so you know what what's valuable. Draft smart. Don't draft stupid. Friends don't let friends draft stupid but sometimes we do so they can be last in the fantasy league and we laugh at them we do and that's what we do we're gonna get on out of here chip anything before we get out buddy no excited to training camp we'll see our first training camp game on thursday i think that's when our next show is and we'll be able to uh run through that but yeah first week everybody should be getting into their week one um training camp game so we'll see a lot of the new players and See the rooks. Yep. And if you want to join us in any mock drafts, let us know. We'll be doing mock drafts leading up to the season starts. We'll give you our expert, expert expertise on what you drafted, and we'll just rip you new shreds if you draft something. Yeah, we'll laugh at you. You can laugh at us and see yeah. how we draft, and, you know, it's always a good thing. Well, this has been myself, Evan, and Chip. The girls, of course, are on vacation. We'll see them hopefully on Thursday. This has been the Fantasy Underdogs podcast presented by Believe Podcast Network and betonline.ag. We will see you on Thursday. Peace. Football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.